Hello, this is Bill Bonner, and it's Bill Bonner's podcast on Wednesday, the 18th of September, 2019. Well, what's that sound? They say they don't ring a bell at the top of a bull market, but we hear something ringing. From the tech sector, for example, came peals worthy of Notre Dame on Easter Sunday, but they weren't celebrating life everlasting. Instead, they sounded more like a funeral dirge, slow and deathly, They mark the demise of we work, and maybe the whole herd of unicorns, which has been destroying American capital by the hundreds of billions of dollars per year. We work, as we warn dear readers, wasn't worth a fraction of what its intended IPO price tag was supposed to be, 47 billion. In the last few days alone, it has been marked down by 37 billion, which is a lot of money even for the tech companies. One of our associates rents space from the company in Dublin. When we went for a visit, it only took five minutes to see that the company was doomed. There was nothing unusual about the office or about the people working in it. What was unusual was the business model. We work, loses money uh, about... Okay, let's try that again, that paragraph. One of our associates rents space from the company in Dublin. When we went for a visit, it only took five minutes to see that the company was doomed. There was nothing unusual about the office or about the people working in it. What was unusual was the business model. We work rents space. It loses $5,000 per customer, and it hopes to make it up on volume. And you can do that in the tech sector in some applications, like telephones, where additional users make the system more valuable to each existing user. But WeWork is not a tech company at all. It's just a reckless, mismanaged real estate firm. The question is now whether it will have any... I'll do that paragraph again. (laughs) You can do that in some tech... Okay, starting once more. You can do that in some tech applications like the telephone where additional users make the system more valuable to each existing user. But WeWork is not a tech company at all. It's a reckless, mismanaged real estate firm. The question now is whether it has any residual value at all. WeWork may be a special case with the... Oh, jeez. Let me try that whole section again. You can do that in some tech applications like the telephone, where additional users make the system more valuable to each existing user. But WeWork is not a tech company at all. It's a reckless, mismanaged real estate firm. What? Let's try that once more, as soon as I can figure out where the heck this noise is coming from. There it is. Okay. Here we go. You can do that in some tech... Let's try again. You can do that in some tech applications, like the telephone, where additional users make the system more valuable to each existing user. But WeWork is not a tech company at all. It's a reckless, mismanaged real estate firm. The question now is whether it has any residual value at all. 
We work maybe a special case, but the losses are so huge that investors must be asking themselves questions. Also asking questions, is anyone listening to the chimes in the bond market? With central banks so sans souci with their money, how come there isn't more of it? CNN reports, borrowing rates skyrocketed on Tuesday in a corner of the markets the public rarely notices, but that is critical to the functioning of the global financial system. The spike in overnight borrowing rates forced the New York Federal Reserve to come to the rescue with a special operation aimed at easing stress in financial markets. It was the New York Fed's first such rescue operation in a decade, the last occurring in late 2008. Well, the immediate cause of the cash shortage is unclear. In a larger sense, it's most likely a manifestation of the inflate-or-die trap that we've been talking about. Having funded the economy with huge dollops of funny money, that's $22 trillion added via QE over the last 20 years, and having driven down savings rate near all-time lows by punishing savers with negative rates, the Feds are now forced to add more and more fake money just to keep the jig up. That's the trouble with fake money. It creates fake wealth, notably in stock market prices. While real wealth creation in sales and profits actually goes down. Compared to the 50s, 60s, and 70s, average GDP growth rates are now only half what they used to be. And then comes a crisis, the stock market goes down and the fake money, like a bad friend in a bar fight, disappears around the corner. Which brings us to White House scalawag Peter Navarro, who was on TV this morning. Mr. Navarro is not waiting for the stock market to need a rescue. Even though the Dow is near an all-time high, he aims to drive it higher. Manipulating stock prices is, of course, a federal crime, but there must be an exception for mental defectives and White House advisors. We're not sure which category Mr. Navarro fits into. He says the Dow would go to three... Th- Let me try that again, that whole paragraph. Which brings us to White House scalawag Peter Navarro, who was on TV this morning. Mr. Navarro is not waiting for the stock market to need a rescue. Even though the Dow is near an all-time high, he aims to drive it higher. Manipulating stock prices is a federal crime, but there may be an exception for mental defectives and White House advisors. The Dow would go to 30,000 if various inflationary measures were taken, he says, including a 100 basis point, that's 1% cut by the Fed, a Brexit deal, and a vigorous stimulus measure from Germany and Japan. Okay, let me try that once more as I got the wrong at the end. Which brings us to White House scalawag Peter Navarro, who was on TV this morning. Mr. Navarro is not waiting for the stock market to need a rescue, and he's not waiting for the bell to ring. He's going to ring it himself. Even though the Dow is near an an all-time high, he aims to drive it higher. Manipulating stock prices is a federal crime, of course, but there may be an exception for mental defectives and White House advisors. The Dow would go to 30,000, he says, if various inflationary measures were taken, including a 100 basis point 1%
cut by the Fed, a Brexit deal, and vigorous stimulus measures from Germany and China. Well, the bells went off and a Bronx cheer, too. Here was Mr. Navarro whooping for trillions more in fake money stimulus, letting investors know that the fix is in and encouraging them to get in on it by buying stocks. Not that we know any better than he does which way Mr. Market will roll, but if his job is to separate fools from their money, he'll have a lot of work for him to. All right, let's try that once more, too. Bells went off and a Bronx cheer, too. Here was Mr. Navarro, whooping for trillions more in fake money stimulus, letting investors know that the fix is in and encouraging them to get in on it by buying stocks. Not that we know any better than he does which way Mr. Market will roll, but if his job is to separate fools from their money, he'll have a lot of work to do in the months ahead. Thank you.